Hiya, and welcome to the Full-Time Artist Podcast with me, your host, artist and creative mentor, Nick Everest. This potty is here for all of you creative humans who are wanting to build your creative practice into a life of abundance, ease, and where you can work your passion full-time. Over the past five years, I've built a thriving creative career where I'm now earning more than I ever did in my muggle job as a physiotherapist. I am now helping other amazing creatives turning their passion into their full-time job using my signature framework, The Thriving Artist Method. In this podcast, we look behind the scenes of how I've built my creative career and talk with amazing guests who will help you build yours too. If you're a driven, creative human, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Full-Time Artist Podcast. As always, I am super stoked to be here in your earbuds, chatting everything, building a thriving, soul-led and sustainable creative business. Today's episode is a super important topic, which honestly, I feel like I say that at nearly every episode, but I just think there is so much to learn and so many lessons that are valuable when building your creative career. So I literally get super passionate about every episode and I hope that that comes through. For today's episode, we are talking about a key ingredient of building a thriving creative business, and that is finding your collectors, finding your soulmate clients, the people who love your work, are going to sing your praises from the rooftop, and who are going, to, who are vital for you building a thriving creative career, and are going to help you do that. So today's episode is all about how to find your collectors and I'm going to work through five simple steps that you can implement right now to make sure you're doing everything you need to be doing to find those soulmate clients. But before we get into today's episode, I have been absolutely loving your suggestions for podcast episode themes, for questions to be answered. So I've decided to make a whole episode dedicated to answering your questions. So at the minute, we have questions around what I should do with old art, uh, people struggling to improve or increase their number of audience, um, so how to increase their audience numbers, how to increase engagement of their audience, um, talking about this blue tick on Instagram and what that's all about, uh, whether they should be investing dollars in advertising, improving commitment rates for, for commission pieces and how to have those sales conversations around securing deposits, practical stuff like post packaging, supplies, legal and branding, um, heaps and heaps of different questions coming in. So I want to do an episode where I basically am just going to answer each and every one of those questions. So if you have a question that you want me to answer, please jump over to my Instagram page, Nick underscore Everest underscore mentoring. And I will be putting up a story the day that this episode comes out and you can simply answer, pop in your question into that um, question box that I'll pop up on my story. Otherwise, just shoot me a DM with your question and I will answer it on next week's podcast. I am so excited to do this because like I said, this podcast is all about helping you guys as much as possible. And if I'm answering your questions directly, I feel like that is going to be super helpful. So if you've got a question, make sure you jot it down, get on over onto my Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook, Nick Everest Art. You can send me a message through that as well. I will be recording the episode next Tuesday. So get your questions in before next Tuesday so that they are ready for Wednesday's episode. So let's get into today's episode, which is all about how to find your collectors. And like I said, I'm going to run through five simple steps that 
you can be making sure that you are ticking off so that you know you're on the path to be building a really super awesome collector base because the truth is (laughs) the more of a collector base that you have the more of a community you have the more cheerleaders you have for your business the more simple it is going to be to run your business right because you're going to have people waiting to buy artwork from you waiting for your next creations to come out you're going to have cheerleaders that sing your praises literally it is it is so important for a thriving creative business to have people in your corner and to find those people so that's what we're going to talk about today so the first step in finding your collectors is asking yourself the question, are you using your inner networks? So what I mean by this is the people that are already in your life right now, your family, your friends, people in your community, whether you play sports or whether your kids go to certain schools and you know their parents, um, whether it's you always go to the same local coffee shop or the library or Um, go to music concerts with the the same people and always see those people whatever it is your hairdresser I always use that because I think hairdressers are just (laughs) awesome for community building but all these people in your inner networks do they know about your artwork do they have they seen your artwork have they seen your creations do they know that you're trying to build a creative business because the really amazing thing about these inner network people is that they, you have already built trust with them. They already trust you. They most likely already like you. So you're already a few steps down in your um, client journey, right? You've already established that trust and that likability. So they are already on the, that path to wanting to work with you and wanting to buy from you, right? So it's so valuable to be using these inner networks to grow your network and this is as simple as talking to these people about your creative work, letting them know when you have work available, when you have uh, exhibitions coming up or projects coming up, and literally asking them, do they know anyone that is interested in buying art that has a new home that they want to decorate or that you know is looking for new jewelry or whatever it is? Could you let them know about my work? And this isn't icky. You're not being salesy here. You're literally just asking, hey, if you know anyone that would be vibing my work, can you let them know about me? Can you give them this business card? Um, I would really, really appreciate it because those people are so much more likely to actually go out and talk to their friends about you than people that you have met along social media. Because with those people that find you on social media or find you at a gallery, they have to go through that process of building trust with you before they are likely to sing your praises, right? But the people in your inner network, they already trust you. They already are your cheerleaders. So using them is so super, super duper valuable. And I will say here that this is something that I did not do straight away. I went under an alias when I first started my creative journey because I was fearful of (laughs) my inner community. I was... um, fearful of being vulnerable with them. I was a bit embarrassed. I thought they'd think I was a bit silly leaving my physio career to chase this uh, creative career that I knew nothing about. And so I really hid it from people for probably about a year, a bit longer potentially. And when I did come out (laughs) as Nikka for a start, um, you know, the amount of people that really supported me and the amount of people now that purchase artwork from me, from my network. So 
from people from high school to people from that I met at college who are physiotherapists to my friends' friends to my mum's cousins to all of these people now um, are big supporters of my work because they are part of my inner network and I have that trust with them already. So it can be really vulnerable um, using those inner networks, but it is so valuable. So that is such an important first step. And if you haven't done that already, then I really, really encourage you to make that a priority because that word of mouth from your inner network can take you so far to so many opportunities. Okay, so then that's your first step. The second step is... Are you building relationships with your current audience, with the people who currently follow you on social media, who currently attend your exhibitions, who currently, you know, see your work or come to your um, music concerts or whatever? Are you building relationships with that those audience members right now? Because they are <laughs> so important to your creative career and often we can get really focused on building more and more and more and more audience getting more and more followers you know that's how we build success but the truth is if you really nurture and build strong relationships with the audience members that you already have that is going to um, be <laughs> so much more valuable in the long run than only focusing on building your audience, right? Because you might have a hundred thousand people follow you because they think your videos are cool or because you know they think your art is cool. But if they don't have trust in you, if they if they don't have that likability in you, if you haven't built that nice, good, solid relationship with them, they're unlikely to take that step to buy from you, to want to work with you. So it's really not about the numbers here. It's about the relationships, the quality. What is that saying? Quality over quantity. So if you have 100 people following you on social media right now, I really want you to look at those 100 people. Like imagine 100 people in the room where you are right now. That's like a lot of people, right? That is so many people. And I want you to think about really nurturing that relationship with those 100 people. So really giving them a really, you know, an insight into your creative process, talking directly to them, letting them know when you have work available or the projects that you're working on, giving them special offers. So this is where building that email list is so valuable because you can invite people to come onto your mailing list. So they've already said, hey, I'm interested in your work. Sure, I'll be part of your mailing list. And then you can nurture them by giving them special offers, by giving them more insights, by making them aware that you really appreciate their support of your work. And whether that's cheerleading on the sidelines, whether that they haven't actually purchased a piece of work from you, whether they simply talk about you or share your work with their friends, that is so valuable. And it's really, really important to nurture those relationships that you have already with your current audience. Because what happens here, the magic here is if you really nurture those relationships, if you get to know those audience members, so when they comment on your um, photos or when they like your photos, if you comment back, if you ask them questions about them, if you send them DMs and ask them questions about themselves and really build that community, then they are going to sing your praises to their friends and then their friends. And that is how you build out that network, right? And once you have built that trust with them, then you can start asking them, hey, if you know anyone else interested in my work that's looking for a mural at the minute that, you know, would need some more pottery, like, can you let them know about me? So it's really that building out that community 
is so valuable in finding your collectors, working with what you already have right now. So step one is looking at your inner network. And step two is if you already have a social media going and you have people following you right now, how can you nurture them and make them feel really loved and appreciated, right? Because that goes so far and you actually finding your collectors, the people are going to, that want to buy from you and work from you. And those hundred people may not want to buy from you, but if they, if you nurture them and if you tell, if they feel how much you appreciate them, they are likely then to sing your praises to the people around them. And they, those people might be the people that buy from you, right? So there are two simple steps you can do right now to find your collectors. Okay. Then the third step, which is really important. So you've already got your network that you're, you know, your inner network that you're talking about your creative work with all the time. You've got your network that you're really nurturing, the people that follow you. Then it's really important to always be consistently attracting new audience. And I know you're going to be like, hang on, Nick, you just told me it's not about the numbers. And I agree with that. But what happens is if we always have some form of strategy of attracting new people, then over time, we will always have people trickling in, right? Learning about our work and getting super salesy right now. But on a sales funnel, if you always have people trickling in at the top of the funnel, then people slowly trickle down into you know being more engaged with your work and then trickle down to actually wanting to buy from you, right? But if you, if you don't have any strategy in place to attract new people, you could be nurturing the people already that are halfway down the, the funnel that are engaging with you that, you know, and then they might dribble down into wanting to buy from you and wanting to work with you. But then you have to go all the way back to, oh crap, I need to start attracting people again to get more people into my network, right? So if you always are doing something, have some strategy in your business that you consistently do that is going to help you attract more clients, more collectors, then that is going to help you build in those consistent sales, right? And strategies like this can look as simple as posting regularly on social media. Um, We know that video content is getting pushed more on social media. So posting more video content, right? Looking at the social media channels that you're using, finding out where your likely collectors are and and committing to learning about that channel, posting on that channel, um, attracting people from that channel, right? So that you always have people coming in, (laughs) always have people coming in and being attracted to your work. And this is one of the questions I got in the, the questions from people is how do I attract more audience? I'm feeling really stagnant on my social media platforms at the minute. So I'm actually going to dive into this way more in next week's episode. But for now, do you have a strategy that you're using to continually attract new people? And if not, then it's looking at what strategy can you consistently implement every single week so that that is happening naturally for you. And you're not having to make heaps of sales and be like, oh crap. I haven't made sales for ages. I need to start attracting people again. It needs to be something that is consistently happening throughout your biz that you do without or occurs without you even really having to think about it so that you always have people attracting in. That's super important with finding your collectors. Okay. And then this is another super, super important step. So this is number four is, are you nurturing your past collectors? So, what I was talking about before, the, the supporters that are already supporting you and really nurturing them, 
going that next step and the people who have bought from you that have wanted to work with you, are you nurturing them? And what I mean by that is, do you stay in contact with them? Do they continually comment on your work and you make sure that you are commenting back with them, that you are having conversations with them, whether that's in your DMs, your direct messages, or whether through email, you're checking in with them every once in a while, making sure you're inviting them onto your email list because obviously you nurture your email list. So really looking at your current clients, your past clients, and making sure that you have a really good relationship with them because the amount of repeat collectors that I have of my work is insane. And it goes such a long way in building a thriving creative business is making sure you, as best you can, like obviously people buy your work and you, you know, you can't actively keep in contact with them. But for the people that are, you know, cheerleading you on and commenting on social media and, and, you know, really part of your business is making sure you're nurturing that relationship as much as you can, right? And giving them special offers or letting them know earlier when work's coming out and making sure they feel special because they are, they're supporting your work. They are super important for your business, right? And the other really amazing thing here is if you do nurture those past collectors or those people that have bought from you in the past or the people that you have done commission work for and you have built a good relationship with them, you have trust with them and you can ask them for a reference for a, um, what's that called when they write something nice about you? You know what I'm trying to say? I'm having really bad baby brain here. But they write you a reference to say, um, hey, you know, like I worked with Nick on this commission piece. She was this, this, this. It was amazing. And you can use that on your social media, on your website as um, <laughs> such baby brain. But it's evidence of your trustworthiness and um, a review, a review of, of the work you did and how you worked with them. And that helps to build trust in new clients that come along and find you, right? So having that... Um, uh, client proof of their experience with working with you helps to build that trust really quickly. So if you do have client proofs like that, make sure you are sharing them on social media, you are posting them on your grid, you are posting them in your stories so that regularly, so that new clients that find you, new potential clients that find you, you can build that trust with you quicker, right? That is actually something that I really am focusing on this year and want to get better at. Um, is making trust with my new audience, having building that quicker, right? And that is such an important way to do it is by using other client reviews. So valuable. So that is number four. Are you nurturing your past collectors and are you getting those client reviews from them? And then number five, are you encouraging your current clients, your current audience to recommend you? And I know I touched on this before, but I feel like this needs its own individual step because this is really important. So sometimes we can just sort of assume, hey, if I go the extra mile for this client, if I hand deliver this piece, if I write a beautiful note, if I you know, go above and beyond, then they will obviously recommend me to their friends, right? But just want to put in here that people are busy and I have been through that many experiences, seen that much amazing artwork, you know, had people work for me before where I haven't 
talked about them as much as I should have realistically because life gets in the way I get busy I've got other things on my mind so I forget to do that right so when you do have a really great experience with a client with your audience whatever it is it is so valuable to then ask them to help you share the word of your about your work so on social media this could look like I did a you know a post or you could do a post that gets lots of love lots of feedback and then you could do a story following that post and being like hey thank you so much for all the love on this image of whatever it is if you know someone else that would love my work I'd love for you to share it and you could literally give them a do you screenshot this and share it with them or tag me screenshot this and tag me in in this um, this is a really great thing if you are doing like giveaways or competitions and asking people to share, you know, share the competition and things. That is a great way to spread the word. But making it super simple for people to do that is really, really important because people are lazy. <laughs> and that's why giveaways work so well because there's incentive to do it. But if you have that built that rapport and that trust with your audience, or that trust with past clients, and then you ask them, "Hey, I loved working with you. Do you have any other friends that would be interested in my work that you could you could spread the word to?" And just plant that seed in their brain, right? Because maybe they will, maybe they won't. It's out of your control. But by going that extra step and actually asking for that help, one, it makes people feel really great usually because you feel like valued, important. You feel like you can help this person. And majority of people like to help other people. So if you've planted that seed and then an opportunity comes up where they are talking to someone that wants the, some sort of creative work that you that you create, they might be like, hey, oh, actually, I do know this artist. Her name's Nick Everest. Here's her work. And they might put in that reference for you. But if you don't ask, then they still might do it, potentially. But it's not going to be fresh in their mind, right? And it just helps them actually take that step by you asking and like I said you can ask this on social media you can you doesn't have to be if you don't have a whole heap of past clients that you can reach out to that's so fine you can be asking and getting this engagement through social media as well or in person if you meet someone and they say they love your artwork on the spot you can say hey amazing thank you so much you know, and if they say, oh, look, I, I'm just not in a position to buy, you know, afford this at the minute or whatever, you could be like, that's so fine. I totally understand. But if you, you know, what would be really helpful is if you did know anyone else that would appreciate my art, if you just spread the word, I'd really appreciate it. That goes such a long way. And I cannot <laughs> encourage you to do that enough, right? So let me recap these five steps. So number one uh, is, are you using your inner networks currently? And if you're not, how can you, what steps can you take to actually start engaging your inner networks in your creative work? Number two, are you building relationships with your audience right now? Are you nurturing them? Are you getting to know them? Are you building that community right now? Because that is such an important pivotal step, building that trust, building that likability with your current audience to then convert them into your collectors because trust is and likability is vital for them taking that next step into buying your work and wanting to work with you. So are you building relationships with your audience members right now? Step three, are you consistently attracting more audience? Do you have strategies that is in place to consistently be attracting more audience? Step four, are you nurturing your past collectors, people that actually have purchased from you and 
actually have worked with you? Are you nurturing them? Uh, do they know how much you appreciate them? Are you giving them special offers? Are you making sure you're you know, still in contact with them if that's possible? Um, are you getting client reviews from them? And step five, are you encouraging your current clients, your current audience base to recommend you? Are you asking for their help? Are you asking them to share your work? So I hope that you found this episode helpful on how to find your collectors and some simple steps that you can start implementing right now to start building that collector base right now. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, I'm going to do next episode all about answering your questions. So if you do have a question for me, please jump over to Nick underscore Everest underscore mentoring. Um, Make sure you spell Everest E-V-E-R-I-S-T because it's not like the mountain, which is E-S-T. Everyone always gets that wrong. And send me a DM with your question and I'll include it in next week's episode. As always, please join the Full-Time Artist Podcast if you, um, that is not right. Please join the Full-Time Artist Collective on Facebook group if you want to keep the conversation going. And yeah, jump on over to my Instagram or Facebook page um, if you want to uh, keep up to date with everything that is happening with my mentoring programs and with the podcast. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here as always. I hope you all have a beautiful week and I cannot wait to answer your questions next week. I'll talk to you then. Bye.